0: Good afternoon, it's Chickie Fitzgerald with the Executive Girlfriends Group. It is Friday, the 21st of January, 2011, and it is my pleasure to introduce our guest today, Daphne Cohn, and Daphne heads up an organization with a a very, very intriguing name, and we're going to kind of deconstruct this and and, uh, hear a little bit about how she formed... This group, And we're also going to hear a little bit about a very, very special event that she kicked off this week, uh, a boot camp. And uh, Daphne's organization name is Sane, Slim, and Gorgeous. And uh, although I don't think any of us would like to think that we are starting from being insane, uh, we were just talking before we started the recording about how life has gotten so crazy. And in business, uh, you know, those who are gainfully employed are doing way, way more with way, way less. And uh, I think certainly have times that they feel insane. And those that are in between successes and are are trying to find a job, uh, you know, I I am quite certain that there are days uh, of feeling extremely insane. So, Daphne, why don't you give us a little bit of your background and then tell us about how you – Uh, formed Same, Slim, and Gorgeous and why you did
1: it. Thank you. I will. Thank you, Chicky, for having me on, and uh, I'll go right into it. So how I became a pleasure nutritionist. Well, I will say that it started fairly young in that I have always had a passion for food. I have loved food my whole life. However, the food choices I have loved have not always been the best for my body. So as a kid and as a young adult, I really liked foods that were sugary, high carb, and all sorts of breads, pastas, that kind of thing. And that worked okay for a while. And then at some point in my late 20s, mid to late 20s, I actually started becoming addicted to sugar and doing different things to hide out and binge on sugar and then eat healthfully for a while and then binge on sugar again. And it became this crazy cycle until my mid-30s when, actually early 30s, when my body just started to say, it's enough, I can't take this anymore. And I found that like all the ways that I've been eating all of a sudden weren't working for me anymore. So I would wake up in the morning. I'd have my normal breakfast of cereal. And then an hour and a half later, I'd be crashed on the couch. And I had two little kids at the time. So for them, they're they're pulling out my arm saying, Mommy, come play. And I can barely keep my eyes open. And I was just really moody. I would wake up feeling really anxious in the morning, had these crazy mood swings, like I said, really tired throughout the day. And I thought, this isn't working. I've got to do something about this. So I actually went back to school, and I studied whole health education because I always have a passion for alternative medicine, so I wanted to learn more about the body, how the body works, and because my, like I said, I've always loved food, that passion has always been for food, I then focused in on nutrition, and then I also continued that with a specialized education in raw food nutrition. Right and and you introduce yourself as a pleasure nutritionist. Is that a
0: recognized uh vocation?
1: It is it That's is the is first time i would ever heard
0: it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I so love I'm it. a nutritionist. I'm a raw food certified nutritionist, but I have created the title pleasure nutritionist. And I created that because what happened was as a result of going back to school and then learning all about food and trying all these different ways of eating, vegan, vegetarian, no sugar, lots of sugar, all that stuff. And I I became increasingly more obsessed around healthy eating to the point where I couldn't relax around food. It was like everything meant something. And so I thought, oh, gosh, this is, this is like worse than when I was eating sugar because I can't have any fun. I'm not having any fun. And then I met a woman named Regina Thomasauer who has a school, the School of Womenly Arts, where she teaches women all about being women and enjoying themselves and owning what that means and owning their beauty and having pleasure in their lives. And I thought, now that's a perfect combination, to bring those two together, to bring pleasure back into my world and back in through nutrition, brought those two joys together. So that's basically how I... I got to Pleasure Nutrition. It doesn't exactly explain what Pleasure Nutrition is, but just to answer that part of the question, that's how I became a Pleasure Nutritionist. And so where did Sane, Slim, and Gorgeous come from? So Sane, Slim, and Gorgeous is my company. And honestly, it came from working with women. When I would work one-on-one with women, and I don't do as much one-on-one right now, but what I found was Most women, I would actually say every woman that I worked with, was struggling with feeling overwhelmed, out of control, and they felt overweight. And it didn't matter if they had back problems or thyroid or high blood pressure. The biggest concern was feeling overweight and wanting to lose weight and not feeling... in love with themselves, not not being able to see their beauty. So that's where saying Slim and Gorgeous came from. And the pleasure nutrition part of it is saying, you know what, it doesn't have to be about dieting. It doesn't have to be about struggle and deprivation because it never works. The diet industry has a 2% success rate. And I think that anyone, if they were told, hey, you know what, you want to try this thing and put your time into it and your energy and your resources, and you'll have a 2% chance of succeeding.
0: <laughs> Most
1: people will be like, you got to be kidding. But that's what we do over and over and over again, and it doesn't work. And we just build up this relationship with our body where it's more of a war. We're battling against our body instead of coming, connecting with our body and then feeding and nourishing our body from a place of connection and love for our body. Mm -hmm. So how do you help
0: women develop that more loving relationship with their body? Because, you know, that does sound anathema to most of us who, at best, try to ignore our bodies. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) You know, kind of not hoping it'll go away, clearly. But, um, you know, who have been through the, you know, size 12 or 14 up to size 16, 18, you know, touching 20 briefly, coming back down. You know, and again, I mean, I, I uh, you know clearly know that firsthand. Yet, I also know women who you know I think have just you know amazing bodies, and and you know they're they're unhappy with themselves as well. Right. So it doesn't necessarily have to do with size. I understand.
1: Absolutely not. And actually, statistics say, and this is more on the um, more conservative side, that seventy-five percent of women are unhappy with their bodies. So we know that at least three out of four, and many times it's actually higher. I know like one or two women in my, in my that I've worked with. I mean, it's incredible how few women actually appreciate and love their bodies. And I was there, just like you, Chickie, for the longest time. I was basically like, as I say, eating from the neck up and living from the neck up. I lived, mm-hmm. everything was in my head. So... The first thing that I do when working with women is, and this is the part that I think is the most challenging, honestly, is coming to this place of accepting where we are, wherever we are. And, of course, that's like, oh, no, what I don't want is to be where I am. So we push away, but as long as we're pushing away, we will be in this place of resistance. And as long as we're in resistance, then we're creating all this negative energy that actually leads to weight gain and leads to more stress and it stops us from being able to move forward because we're operating in this place of just pushing pushing against right, right. so yeah the first step is just accepting where you are and what i do with women is i start with what taking the time to there's a couple different practices but i'll just i'll say a, a few of them right now so one is just taking some time to like look at your body and find anything that you like about it. Anything. Like I like my left ear. <laughs> it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be my belly, it doesn't have to be my face, anything. And then taking some time to go, okay, yeah, what do I appreciate about my left ear? Well, I appreciate that it hears as well as it does. It's not pointy like uh, some people I know or I like the shape of it, whatever it is. So you can start by just letting your body in a little bit, bit by bit. I actually, um, another exercise I'll say is that there's this exercise I learned from a woman, Sarah Maria, who also teaches about loving your body. That's actually her principal work where you stand, you you get up if you're sitting down and you stand up And when you're standing, you imagine a body, you imagine yourself in front of you and yourself behind you. And the part that's in front of you is really like your emotional body. And you are your physical body, and the person behind you is your spiritual body. And then there's this whole exercise of the physical body of having a conversation. So the physical body, you're standing in your physical body, and then you actually turn around as if you were going to face your physical body, and now your emotional body is, now you're in your emotional body, and the emotional body speaks to the physical body and says whatever it wants, like, I hate you, you haven't been there for me, every time I eat something, you weigh more, and just says everything, everything that possibly you can say to your physical body, and then you switch roles and then the physical body speaks to the emotional body and it's a very powerful exercise because it lets you see wow this is what i'm telling myself all the time and then from the physical place wow this is what the physical body's doing for me all the time it's it's just cuz we forget we forget how magnificent the body is cuz we get so caught up in all the ways we feel it's betraying us Right. So it's really starting back with uh, what is it actually doing for us that we can appreciate.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the food side of things because, uh, you know, I mean, every woman I know has, has tried, you know, every different combination of things. and But I'm intrigued by the raw food side of things. And, you know, it makes complete sense that when food is raw and alive that it would bring uh you know more nutrition to our body. Is it really more than that, or is or is the, that the essence of raw foods?
1: Um, that's a big part of it. And I, I'll say that when I'm working with a woman, I don't start with loving your body. That's not that's not step one because that's a pretty big step. So I start yeah, I was going to say food. it.
0: It sounds just kind of uh, out outside of most people's comfort zone.
1: Exactly. So we start with the foods that we eat. And a simple way of cleaning some of the stuff out so that you can feel better in your body. And then little by little you build up to the place of, okay, now let's work on appreciating and getting back into your body and feeling what it's like to actually start to like and even love your body. But like you said, so we start with the food. And the raw food is one of the principles of the St. Slim and Gorgeous program. Raw food is, I don't advocate for people unless they really want this. It's not actually what I do. Uh, I don't advocate that someone be 100% raw. Uh, I have been 100% raw, but I am not anymore. It's more adding in uh, more raw foods. And raw foods for, it may seem obvious or simple, but for people who don't know, it's just anything that's not cooked above 115 or 118 degrees. Uh-huh. A lot of vegetables, fruits, dried fruit, dried veg- uh, dried fruit, and, and uh, nuts and seeds and some seaweed. Some people soak mm-hmm. grains, and some people do, uh, like, cook things in what's called a dehydrator. But it, right. if it's cooked, it's really mostly just warmed at a higher temperature for a long period of time. Right. And the thing about raw foods, raw foods do a lot of things for the body. Uh, Most of it is, like you said, Shiki, it's a lot of nutrients, a lot of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants. But it also, you get a lot of fiber, and you get what are called live enzymes. And enzymes just essentially help the body digest the food and build the body up. And whenever food is cooked, it kills off the the enzymes. And so when we put raw food into our body, we're helping our body out with, by giving it more enzymes, and then all that nutri- all the nutrients and the fiber and, and then there's the whole acid alkaline thing, which we probably won't get into now, but it helps your body be more alkaline essentially
0: and daphne you you had told me that you are in the process of writing a book is that correct yes and and what are you gonna
1: address in your book? So my book really takes the whole sane slim and gorgeous program. And breaks it down chapter by chapter. So I talk about the beginning, which is really setting setting the pieces into place. So it's setting your desires, getting clear about your why, your what's going to motivate you along this path of going towards more sane, to be more sane, slim, and gorgeous. And then cleaning out the body in a simple way, because women are so busy. It's like, I don't have time for a detox. I don't have time for some major change in my life so there's simple ways of cleaning out the body so you can start really getting a a more like leveling the playing field is what i say You know, just go, going back to square one okay well, how's my body feel when it's feeling healthier and when i'm feeding it more nourishing and sustaining foods and again it's it's doing it in a way that feels good that's fun if it's not fun then it's just going to cause more stress and stress We do not need any more stress in our lives. So um, just walk through that part of it and then how to start implementing everything from movement to how to have more pleasure in your life, how to have more fun, what foods are going to help and what foods are going to, like, sap your energy and lead to more aches and pains and irritability and fatigue and digestive issues. So how can we substitute the foods in that are really going to energize you and help you feel more vibrant and lose weight if that's what you're looking to do or at least maintain the weight that you want to maintain. And and then the final steps are about loving your body. And what ultimately I feel that the biggest step is changing what goes on between your two ears because that is <laughs> right. the most powerful part. I think of any any program. It's the most powerful part of a person's life. You can change your life by changing what you're thinking, or you can just follow the thoughts of the mind and let them take you down that dark hole and just follow down there. So right. it's a, it also includes that part of it.
0: Well, I want to ask you a couple of really practical things. Um, sure. I'm, uh, just this last week, my husband and I actually bought a scale. We have not owned a scale for oh gosh, we've been married 20 years. I'm not sure we've ever had one. And for a while, um I I was doing some of the grocery shopping. My my husband happens to take care of the home and our children and and do a lot of things so that I can do what I do. Um but there was a big scale at Publix where we do our or where we used to do our grocery shopping. And when I would go in and I would weigh myself, and, you know, we didn't grocery shop more than uh, once every couple of weeks, but if I had lost weight, I would feel more inclined to get the right things. I actually wouldn't feel like I could cheat. And if I hadn't lost weight, I would buy the right things. So I thought the placement of that scale there was really great. But I also know people who have scales at home and who weigh every morning, and, you know, that's just kind of a part of their routine. And and is, is there a happy medium for awareness of your weight versus just how your clothes fit and how you feel? So yeah. talking about what,
1: what's the right metric? Yeah, I mean, the right metric, I think, first of all, I think every day will make you insane because your weight naturally vacillates. And if you're, right. oh, gosh, I... I lost a couple of, now I gained them back, and now I lost. And it's it's so stressful, and it takes yeah. your mind away from the successes that you're having and how great you may be feeling, because then you just go back to focusing on the numbers, and your whole right. plan becomes about these numbers. So I would say either ideally once a month, but if it feels like there's no way I can wait once a month, then once a week. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't recommend any more than that. But ultimately, what happens is as you start to cleanse your body and get rid of some of the waste, it's the toxins and the waste in the body that really slow down a person from becoming more sane, slim, and gorgeous. So as we get rid of those toxins and the waste, it's incredible how much easier it gets to both lose the weight and maintain the weight. I mean, my weight used to vacillate up and down and up and down, and someone was coming to visit, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to eat much for the next week, or now they've gone, so I'm going to pig out for the next week. (laughs) And, And it was insane, and then I started to learn, okay... This is what I need to do to maintain my weight. I need to make sure that I have a lot of fruits and vegetables. I start my day with a green smoothie or green juice or fruit, things that all foods that are cleansing and will help eliminate waste when the body is really in that stage of eliminating waste. And and so so what are some of the best
0: things for eliminating those toxins and waste?
1: Sure. Okay. I have 3 things that I am will make the biggest difference. And the first one is as basic as you can get, which is whole whole foods, natural foods, because most of us aren't even eating food. We think we are cuz we're buying it in a supermarket, but it's not even food. It's like it's been made in a laboratory. It's got a shelf life longer than our own and we, our best friend, can't pronounce the ingredients. I mean, it's like, it's crazy stuff that we put into our body. And then our body just has to try to figure out what to do with it. And so we build up a lot of waste that way. So the first thing is just knowing what what is whole foods. Eating the foods that are not processed, that are not refined. And this is not to say none of. I eat some processed and refined foods. You know, I... It tastes good. There's just no way <laughs> around it. It's made to taste good. Right. So I say you got to enjoy it and and eat it sometimes if that's what you want. But as much whole foods as you can, as many whole foods and natural foods as you can. And then the other two, the, the thir- second one are what I call the great cleansers. And those are the smoothies, the green smoothies, the green juices, and the fruits. Because our body, when we first wake up until about noon, is in this phase of getting rid of waste. It's If we help it along, it's just going to keep getting rid of the waste. Usually we do the exact opposite. We start piling in all this heavy food and we slow down the elimination process and the waste just stays in the body. But if we start the day with fruits or green smoothies or green juices, they're incredible, incredible at helping the body clean out. And they give you a tremendous amount of energy, clarity, focus. I mean, they're like the best things for working women. Mm-hmm. Way better than a mocha, frappa, latte, Chino, <laughs> you know. So um, you start with that and then and try to have the third thing, which is the raw foods, throughout the day as much as possible. So maybe you might have a hamburger at lunch, but if you're going to have a hamburger, have it with a big salad, the salad. Because the salad is gonna help break down the hamburger. Not not technically the salad mm-hmm. won't, but the enzymes in the salad will help break down the food. That
0: right.
1: yeah, help break down the meat. So again it's the whole foods, the great cleansers and then mm-hmm. raw foods. And the last thing is it makes it does make a difference to really know what's alkaline and what's acidic, uh, what's acid forming mm-hmm. in the body. Because the more alkaline foods you can get into your body, the easier time you're going to have to get rid of the waste. And you're going to have less buildup of waste. Um, can I say one other thing, Chicky? Oh, sure. So the, just those are the foods. And the other thing that builds up waste is, or, and prevents the elimination is stress. And so that's <laughs> why pleasure is such a fundamental part of this and i know as women <laughs> putting pleasure on the list of priorities is like you got to be kidding and but when we do things in our life that bring us joy and they can be really small things i mean they can be stopping for 3 minutes a day and just putting on some music and dancing around the room or stretching or calling a friend or any number of things they that helps to relax the body help you know that you're safe, everything's good. It releases feel good hormones which helps with weight weight loss and it just it I I mean I I could go on and on but I think it would it would get a little it's a lot of information but it's just to know that pleasure is actually there as part of the pleasure nutrition program because it's has tremendous health benefits and really helps you get to the place of being the most sane, slim, and gorgeous version of you that you can imagine. Well, so let's switch gears just a little bit to talk about, uh, you you talked a
0: little bit about increasing energy through your diet and how important reducing stress is. So energy and productivity go together, right? Yes. (laughs) So, you know, taking a look at at how we can actually, um, you know, find find pleasure and not let other people rob us of that pleasure. Yes. you know i we've actually uh, a couple of my my very good friends and i have been talking about this a lot lately about how easy it is to forget that joy is kind of it really is a choice it's like love love isn't this emotion that just happens to you it's a choice you make every day to love and and I believe that joy is actually the same thing, of finding that joy. And, and when other people come in and try to rob you of that joy, um, you know, you really just have to say, you know what, this isn't yours to take. This is mine, and you can't have it. And, you know, your behavior or your attitude. Uh, I was at a a music practice last night, and our drummer is a uh a little bit of a troubled young man who, who um, my best friend is trying to sow, you know, kind of some seeds into him to help help him focus his energy. But last night, I mean, he just w- walked in with a cloud over his head. And, you know, and, and so not letting that impact you, but still being able to reach out and help. And, you know, I mean, all these things in our lives are just so tied together because everybody doesn't have it all together. No so, so I mean I know I've just thrown a lot of things into it. So let's let's start by talking about energy and productivity and then let's just kind of circle back to, you know, kind of finding that that realm of balance that again you choose to live in. It doesn't it's not like you find balance. You right. you step into it, I think.
1: Right? Yeah. It's beautifully put. Beautifully put, Chickie. And no, I don't I honestly I don't know except for people like really great spiritual teachers. I don't know anyone who has it all together. I don't actually think anymore that that is the end goal because life is a process. But right. as far as getting that more energy, more productivity, the the best ways to increase your energy and to therefore increase your productivity and your clarity and your focus are to take care of your body and take care of your mind. So when you take care of your body, it goes back to feeding it these nourishing and sustaining foods. So say you still want the candy bar and you're like, God, I really, really have this thing for candy bars and I really want to eat it or I really want to have the chocolate cake or my coffee or whatever it is. I would say at this point, if you're just starting out, that's fine. But start, start the day with one of the three things that I mentioned, the fruit, the green juice, the green smoothie, especially green juice or green smoothie, because those what you put in your mouth first thing of the day sets the stage for the whole day. And if you put in your mouth, for example, coffee and a muffin first thing of the day, you're starting yourself on this roller coaster of going up, going up, your body's getting all that sugar and the caffeine, and then it's going to crash, and then it's going to go back up when you feed it, maybe another high-carb snack or another cup of coffee, and it makes it much trickier to make smart food choices. So when you start the day with something like juice or the smoothie, you're giving your body this boost. And not only that, you get a tremendous boost of energy. You actually can increase your energy by 33% in one 24-hour period just by starting the day with the juice or the smoothie and then following it up with some fruit and waiting as much as you can, as long as you can, until noon, if possible, to have some lunch because the the more smoothie juice that you have in the morning, the more you're going to cleanse and the more energy you'll have as a result. So that's also just going to clear your mind. It's going to help you be more focused. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, again, it's the stress. Like we don't realize, we have... Uh, it's a little, you know, they're anywhere from 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day that we're thinking. Like, there's just a huge amount of thoughts. And studies show that about 80% of those are negative. So we're thinking all these negative thoughts all day long, which are draining us of our energy. I have no idea how much it affects our ability to feel energized and vibrant and alert. So the more we can take care of our body, the more we're able to then take care of our mind and give attention to our mind. And that comes perfectly into what you mentioned, which is this choosing love, choosing joy. I have on my, right by my desk, I have a big piece of paper that says choose love because mm. it's a moment-by-moment practice. And it's just what you're saying. you got to recommit moment after moment after moment to, okay, what choose love. I have something I call a love pause where you just stop and look mm-hmm. around and just start naming things that you love, anything. I love that I have a computer. I love that, like, my phone works. It can be whatever you want, but just start noticing it and say it for a few minutes to to shift from feeling totally stressed mm-hmm. to more relaxed and I'll say the last thing I'll say about that is when we are stressed we're choosing we make food choices using a different part of the brain. We make food choices using this part of the brain that is in the fight or flight, in the got to protect, got to move. And that's when we make these food choices like, "Oh, yeah, I think I'll eat the whole chocolate cake." And <laughs> because we're we're stressed. And when we are calm and we've been choosing love and we feel good, when we see that same chocolate cake, we're now making the choice from the front of our brain, and we go, Oh, you know, it looks good, but I don't really feel like it right now. I'd rather have some salad. Like we activate a different part of our brain, so it becomes that much easier to eat well. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, it really does. And, you know, since we only have a few minutes left, I would love to hear a little bit about you just launched a boot camp this week. And you are doing it virtually. You've got a number of amazing speakers and mm-hmm. uh, this is actually how I found you because uh one of your speakers is Victoria Moran, who we have had both as a guest on Solutions Live and also on the executive girlfriends group and I, I just love her. And yeah, so great. when when she said you need to know Daphne, it's like, Okay, I'm yeah. there. Yeah. So tell me tell me about the boot camp.
1: The boot camp is uh eighteen amazing women. From Victoria Moran to Alison Armstrong, Regina Thomasauer, whom I mentioned earlier, um, Sheila Kelly, like women in all different fields that are in some way related to being more sane, more slim, and more gorgeous. So there are finances, relationships, women talking on relationships, on um, on pleasure, on on weight, change, balance. Um, it's like on gorgeous being beautiful and just trying to think of the the different people uh Victoria Moran talks about happiness Marcy Shemhof talks about love so this whole group of incredible women who are managing to do a lot like you <laughs> and the and all the people who are part of this call and, and teaching so much wisdom they have so much to share, and that's what they're doing during this boot camp. I'm intervie- I've interviewed all of them, and now they're sharing their wisdom and their area of expertise. And it's all about helping women just fall in love with themselves and so oh, yeah, I can do that, and that's helpful. They offer a tremendous amount of tips and tools and strategies. It's it's just fantastic. I have to say I'm, I'm very proud of it because these I'm so blown away by these women. So that is well, I am you know, looking forward to listening to them, and uh
0: you know some of the topics are, are intriguing things that we don't actually allow ourselves to spend a lot of time thinking right. about, but uh that uh you know I, I think we could certainly invest more time in so um for those of you who are listening live uh you can go in and look at sane slim gorgeous dot com slash programs. /btcp and uh yeah and you can that even just
1: go if you go to yeah, SaintslimGorgeous.com, you can just you'll find programs right there great great yeah. and uh again those of you who are
0: listening uh on a download these these programs are going on uh live this
1: week and will they be able to download them on demand uh later they will be there for sale right now and in February we're launching a membership site and they will be part of the membership site. Terrific, terrific.
0: So well, Daphne, I uh I didn't get a chance to send you an invitation to the Executive Girlfriends Group uh membership site, but you will be receiving that and uh well, you know, we you. would love to direct folks over to you and uh, I think that you and I will likely have some additional conversations down the road, but I really appreciate your time today.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: uh, again, this uh, recording will be available to our members commercial-free on the Executive Girlfriends Group membership site, and then it will be available with commercials on Blog Talk Radio and our iTunes channel. So, uh, Daphne, again, thank you so much, and uh, I hope you have a great rest of the day and stay warm there up in thank upstate you. New
1: York. Thank you, Chickie. You're, I mean, as someone who's done a lot of interviews, you're a great interviewer. It was a real pleasure, so thank you <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I really
0: appreciate it. It, it is a, a complete pleasure for me. I, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed
1: this part of my week. Wonderful, yeah. Well, great. Have a, a wonderful weekend. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Sure, bye.